Everyone needs a pastor. A visit to the pastor's study brings biblically faithful pastoral ministry to you and help from those with proven experience in Christian service. We want you to be part of the program during the 30 minutes ahead. To visit the pastor's study today, text your question at 516-367-0391. Again, that's 516-367-0391. Now welcome to today's Visit to the Pastor's Study with Pastor Bill Shishko. And I am your host, Pastor Bill Shishko. We invite your calls. Now, if you're listening on Saturday, live call-in number, as you've heard, 631-955-5400. Saturday calls only, 631-955-5400. Or you can text your questions anytime in the week. We put the programs together based in large measure on your questions. For text questions, 516 Well, in the past few programs, we've been emphasizing that God isn't against investments. He's against bad investments. Over my years as a pastor, I've taught using something that I call the best investment house. You can go to investment houses that will advise you about and help you purchase things like stocks and bonds and mutual funds, and there's nothing wrong with these. They can be of help as you think of the material aspects of your life, but these aren't the best investment house. In your investment house, you need to remember that, well, God is better than gold. And Jesus Christ and his kingdom are worth far more than material things that will one day be destroyed. In Matthew's gospel, Jesus tells us that the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. The best investment is to sell all that you have and buy that field. Now, The kingdom of heaven, which basically means the kingdom that consists of an eternity with God, that kingdom can't be purchased with money. You gain it by committing yourself to the king of the kingdom, Jesus Christ, and by faithfully following him as your Lord and as your Savior. But what an investment that is! With, if I may put it this way, the investment of your faith in Jesus Christ, you have God, you have an eternity with God, And you have all the things that will make up a new heavens and a new earth, and they're all yours in Jesus Christ. Now, what better investment is there than that, as part of an old prayer has put it? All the treasures of a million worlds could not make me richer, happier, or more contented, for his unsearchable riches are mine. Wow. See, God really is better than gold. And yes, there are earthly benefits that come from the investment of your faith in God through Jesus Christ, the God-man in Jesus Christ. You have God as your father. He's your real employer. He's not a slave master. And as the gospel writers Matthew and Luke tell us, he knows your needs. Seek his kingdom first, that is, put King Jesus first in everything you believe and in all you do in life and everything that you really need will be added unto you. He's preparing an eternal kingdom for those who faithfully follow Jesus as their great husband. And using the word dowry in its older sense, that very real kingdom with very real possessions is the gift the Father and the Son are preparing for Jesus' bride, the church. Let me ask you, are God, his kingdom, and the King, Jesus Christ, your greatest investments in life. See, if not, your investment priorities are wrong. 
You're investing only for this life, missing the fact there's a life to come. Invest in that now, or you're going to lose big time. And of course, God gives us treasures in this life, things like money, and as part of seeking his kingdom and his righteousness, that is doing the right things according to the word of God, we're to use those treasures wisely. We begin with a tithe, 10% of our gross income. That should go to your local church. And remember, it's crucial that you be part of a local church that is faithful to the Bible as the Word of God. Now, the tithe is taught in various ways in the Old Testament and in Matthew chapter 23 and the 23rd verse. Jesus affirmed the principle of the tithe. The religious leaders of his day were careful to tithe mint, dill, and cumin, herbs that were given to them as payment for services. But they neglected what Jesus called the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. These things, Jesus said, you ought to have done and not left the other undone. That is, keep being scrupulous about your tithing. But don't miss the more important elements of true godliness. Your faithful tithing each week demonstrates that God has first claim on your finances, and it's also an exercise of faith. You're trusting the Lord to provide all of your needs. And then we provide for our personal and family needs. The Apostle Paul says that if a person doesn't provide for his own, his immediate family, including, when necessary, his parents, he's denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Piety begins with God, but it's just a short way to the next stop, the home. And we all have other necessary expenses. In Romans chapter 13 and verse 7, the Apostle Paul tells us that we are to pay all what is owed to them. Now, you may not like it, but he begins by telling us that we must pay our taxes. We need to pay the water company, the electric company, the phone company, and any place from which you get your goods or services. And last but not least, there's giving for kingdom investments. That's giving. That's often sacrificial giving. You give up something so that you can give to something else. And you can read about that in the book of 2 Corinthians in the New Testament, chapters 8 and 9. Christian believers then and in all ages of the Christian church have given according to their means and beyond their means to help others. And as a result, they were blessed. Well, these things of a biblical investment house I call dollars and cents, not C-E-N-T-S, but S-E-N-S-E, how to use your money wisely to the glory of God and for your good as well as for the good of others. Today's visit to the pastor's study is about just that, dollars and cents, S-E-N-S-E. Now, I found out that our Dutch brothers and sisters are especially gifted in dealing with dollars and cents things. So for this program, I've got a Dutch pastor with me to help us look at money matters from the perspective of the Word of God. Pastor Mike Plugman is pastor of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church in Bohemia, Long Island, New York. And when it comes to money matters, his, if I may put it this way, his godly horse sense is second to none. And you're going to get some of that dollars and sense, S-E-N-S-E, from him in just a moment. We do invite your questions. Again, if you're listening on Saturday, you can call the studio. Be live on the program, 631-955-5400. Or you can text your questions anytime, 516-367-0391. Pastor Mike Plugman, welcome again to a visit to the Pastor's Study. 
Thank you, Bill. It's good to be with you. Great to have you here. Now, as a pastor, you've had to counsel, I know, a lot of people about money matters. So why don't you give us the top five dollars and cents, S-E-N-S-E, issues that have come up, and how do you counsel people? Uh, I'm not sure that I have five for you, Bill, but the top issue that that is consistently there for all of us uh, is, uh, as someone else has put it, and I I don't even remember who it was, but but someone said that the heart of every matter is a matter of the heart. And this is no (laughs) exception. And the Lord Jesus plainly taught us that. Uh, He said that where your heart is, there will your treasure also be. And you can turn that around and safely say that wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is going to be. All right, so my dear brother, what does my heart have to do with my wallet? (laughs) Well, your wallet follows your heart. Um, Your wallet is going to be the servant of your heart, and the Lord told us that the heart of all true religion, uh, the heart of Christianity, is to love the Lord our God with all our heart and mind and soul and strength. And so that is where our heart is to be. My dad, uh, perhaps in the tradition of Dutch uh, common sense, uh, always said, and it was always brought up in the context of of church life because the church that we were a part of was often short on money. And my dad— And this was in Holland. Yeah, Yeah, this was in Holland, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, my dad always said that, you know, it's a disease of the heart. When people's hearts go open to the Lord, their wallets follow. Okay, so So, let's say our hearts are open to the Lord, as they should be. Right. Then how do our wallets follow? In what directions? Well, here I'm indebted to John Wesley. Um, You know, John Wesley was a Methodist, and and the Methodist had a methodical approach to to the Christian faith. The danger in that uh, is, of course, that it's very prone to lapsing into legalism. Yeah. But if you manage to avoid that trap, uh, what what Wesley taught his people was nothing short of remarkable and was greatly used of God uh, in, the, in the great revival that uh, characterized uh, the, the era of which he was a part. And, and Wesley taught his people that uh, if you have your heart in the right place, there, there are three financial principles that you want to follow with a right heart. Number one, you're going to earn all you can. A Methodist didn't come cheap. (laughs) (laughs) They earned all they could. The second rule was save all you can. In other words, don't indulge yourself, but save it for a higher purpose. And the third one kind of follows, and you probably guess what it is. You give all right. you can. Give all you can. And just to show what that did in that day, there was a, a period of about a decade when the Methodist movement opened up three new churches, buildings and all, all paid for every single day. Wow, isn't that something? Yeah, following that basic principle. Following yeah. that basic principle, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I can think, speaking of, so. of Dutch immigrants, and of course you can yeah. relate to this one, yeah. that when the Dutch immigrants, and I'm sure it's true of others, but when they would come to the United States in the late 19th century, uh, early 20th centuries, uh, they, wor- they worked hard yeah. <laughs> and earned yeah. a lot. Yeah. 
they always built the church building, and they almost always had a Christian school that they yes. would build as yep. well. And they yep. just had yep. a sacred calling. I mean, even when right. pastors would visit, yep. they would say, God's prospered you in your work. You have an obligation to give to. Yeah. Now, do you do that as a Dutchman? Do you... <laughs> I, I try to practice that. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of going to visit people and, and challenging them about giving for the kingdom of God, you do that? Yes, absolutely. I mean, to have that vision, you know, before us, you know, I'm a little leery of, of just the bare bones 10% principle as though we've arrived when we give it our 10%. Yeah. Because, you know, the apostle makes it a real point in the passage in Second Corinthians 8 and 9 where he says, let this grace be in you, that was also in Christ Jesus, that although he was rich, he made himself poor, that yeah. through his poverty you might be made rich. Yeah, exactly. And, and isn't yeah. it wonderful? I, I mean, it, it's, it's wonderful how God always provides for us yeah, with yeah. that. Well, th- those chapters end by saying and reminding the Corinthians, and God is able to make all grace uh, to abound toward yeah. you, that yeah. you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. Yeah, isn't that glorious? I mean, that, that's a, that's yeah. a great statement. Well, even all the in, alls. Yeah, in those two <laughs> chapters, I mean, yeah. grace, I tell people in those two chapters, grace comes in a package. Grace yeah. is, in fact, giving generously to others. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's not the grace that saves us, right. but it's the grace right. that comes from the right. works God does in us. He's glorious. My, my guest today is, is Pastor Mike Plugman of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church here in Bohemia on Long Island, not far from the studio. No, from five minutes. Yeah. There you go. Three miles. We'll find out more about that in a bit. Okay. I, I do, we're going to talk a little bit, Pastor Mike, about tithing, since you've mentioned it, but let's first hear this message from the voice of a visit to the pastor's study. It's not enough to listen to pastors on the radio or to watch them on television. Everyone needs a biblically faithful pastor and everyone needs a biblically faithful church. A Visit to the Pastor's Study is a ministry of the Orthodox Presbyterian Churches in the metropolitan New York area. We're no substitute for a faithful pastor in a local church, but we are a supplement. Visit our website, www.visitthepastorsstudy.org, and you can bring the ministry of this program right to your electronic device. Here you'll find archives of past programs, a weekly message from Pastor Bill's Pastor's Post, helps for pastors, helps for congregation members, material for officer training, and much more. That's www.visitthepastorstudy.org. And we also invite you to contact the host of this program, Pastor Bill Shishko. You can email him at visitpastorbill at gmail.com. He'd love to hear from you so that he can bring his pastoral ministry to you personally. That's visitpastorbill.com. Bill at gmail.com. Remember, everyone needs a pastor. And now back to today's edition of A Visit to the Pastor's Study. I am your host, Pastor Bill Shishko. Today, dollars and cents, S-E-N-S-E. My guest is Pastor Mike Plugman, pastor of the Orthodox Presbyterian Church in nearby Bohemia, New York. Uh, you can text your questions anytime in the week, 516-367-0391. Or if you'd like, you can call my study. You'll get my electronic secretary, but uh, she will be dutiful and record your message, which will get to me. My study number, 516 516- Five nine three one five zero seven, or as our voice just told you, you can email me. Visit Pastor Bill. That's all one word. Visit Pastor Bill at gmail dot com. Pastor Mike, what do you tell people 
who have trouble with tithing, especially if they're already in big debt? Well, here my, I'm indebted to you, Bill. Um, I've for, forgotten the context um, in, in which we uh, had a discussion about um, a, a difficult counseling situation of which also the circumstances elude me. But what I remember about that conversation mm-hmm. is how you told me that you can't just always in life leave one thing behind and and just turn a new leaf and immediately start to do things the, the right way, way. yeah the, <laughs> the right, right way, way. Yeah. but that the, there's a journey from point a yeah. to point b it's mm-hmm. a process and so what i i tell people um, when they're not able to give the way they know and understand from Scripture that, that, that they should, um, that they need to labor to stop the bleeding. Uh, yeah. Usually, uh, so much of their income goes to the finance companies, yeah. the credit card companies, yeah. and that's got to stop. And, and so they have to put all their effort in in remedying that situation yeah. so that then more and more they will be enabled to, um, to do what is good and right and wise, and that is to invest in God's kingdom. Um, I'm reminded here, too, you already alluded to it, that you know, if you're not investing in the Lord's kingdom, you're going to lose big time. Uh, it reminds me of a little poem that uh, an old farmer uh, wrote on a stone in the wall of his farmhouse in the Netherlands. Uh, And that farmer was responsible of taking care of my dad during the occupation Mm. of Nazi Germany. Um, My dad was wanted by the German uh, occupying force uh, for forced labor in the German factories, and he didn't want to go, and the old farmer told him that he would take care of him and he could stay with him. And uh, in the wall of his house, there is a plaque and that says that they do not know what they will lose who dearthly over the eternal choose. Mm, Because when parting time does come, the day of our death, they will indeed have neither one. And that's the very serious prospect you stare in the face, not just that you're going to lose big time, but the earthly falls away. You will have none of that left, and and you look at an empty eternity. There is nothing there that you have invested yeah, in. Yeah, give us the you rhyme again. That's that's yeah, rich. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually thinking of putting this on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a good Hopefully not in the near future. We right, need you around for right, a while. Right, right. <laughs> they do not know what they will lose, who the earthly or the eternal choose, because when parting time does come, they shall indeed have neither one. Wow, boy, that is yeah. powerful. That's sobering. Yeah, and, yeah. And that is important. To, to uh, That's why I use the term the investment house. Yeah, yeah. Because that is what we're doing when, when right. we're, we're told to lay up. We'll mention yeah. this a little bit in the pastor's council section, but we're told to lay up, lay up treasures in heaven. And and that's where I think uh, long term investments is a good analogy. It's just yeah, that I yeah, guess you could say yeah. too long term investments that are only about this life. They're yeah. not long term enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I always tell people that God's retirement benefits are out of this world, <laughs> <laughs> and then they literally are. <laughs> okay. What? What is it? Wow, this would take a whole program. What about big money mistakes? 
that you've seen people make, obviously going to big well, debt. Well, yeah, but well, other, big other money things. mistakes or big heart mistakes because th- they are the mistakes where you allow your heart to be tangled up in temporal affairs. And f- affairs ultimately have no consequence at all. A day is coming when you'll look back on them and saying, what was I thinking? Yeah, sure. Yeah. What about for churches, Pastor Mike? I mean, it, we've got pastors that listen and, and elders that listen. What, what mistakes do you see in church life? You can do very similarly in church life. Again, I, I go back to John Wesley. He had a great deal to say about money and, and, and guiding principles. I often bring this up with funerals with families. The guiding principles that, that John Wesley held on to were the principle of simplicity combined with dignity. Dignity because we are made in God's image. So it's it's not a matter of of you know being dirty and low class and 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 yeah. you know that kind of thing right. uh unbecoming dignified but combined with the value of simplicity yeah. i actually had the privilege of being in john wesley's house in london and it, it when you walk in there if you're ever in london it's well worth uh, visiting that um the whole atmosphere of that house breathes those values. Yes, absolutely. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. well and then because I want to want to tell you a little bit about the church in Bohemia, as far as dealing with the materialism in our culture, kind of yeah. questions people should ask: Do I really need this? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And and you know, it's a day going to come. I try to place myself, you know, toward the end of my life, looking back. And saying, you know, was this important? Yeah, excellent. Yeah, y- Jonathan know. Edwards' dictum: "Live every day as if it's your last day." Yeah. How does and then and then how does that affect your giving today? Right. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about your work in Bohemia. Um, we've been there now twenty years, okay. um, on uh, Church Street, corner of Walnut Avenue and Church Street. Um, it's a it's a little congregation. We have a membership of about upper seventies. Uh, it's a it's a good cross section of, of people. Uh, quite a few children, even yeah, sure. even little ones. I mean, we we got a nursery, an active nursery, <laughs> um, right up to older ones. Sadly, um, we have lost a lot of our retirees due to the economics yeah, of Long Island. Long Island. So, you know, tough. once yeah, people. Yeah. Um, are out of the workforce, it's really hard yeah, for them, sure. for many of them to stay. And, and we have lost a good number of them, but, yeah. but we have some. And uh, you know, we're thankful for that. Uh, th- there is a good spirit uh, among the people. Excellent. Um, Excellent. And we certainly welcome uh, visitors and, to worship with us. And to contact you? Uh, yes. Um, you may certainly call me at uh, area code 631 218 one five eight three. Great. Um, or our website opcbohemia.org. There you go. That's an yep. easy one to remember. Well, we're all primed for counsel from the pastor's study, biblical dollars and S E N S E sense. Never forgets the many promises that God gives to those who follow him faithfully as they use their time and their talents and their treasures. We don't need to worry about God's provision of the things we really need because Jesus Christ told us that if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
all the things that we really need will be provided for us. And you can read about that in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, and verse 24 to 34, those 11 verses. And I urge you to read Matthew 6, 24 to 34 a lot, especially if you worry a lot. And Jesus also said, and this is in Luke's Gospel, chapter 6 and verse 38, give, and it will be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It will be put into your lap, or we would say put into your pocket. Ask Christians who have given generously, and they'll encourage your faith by giving you all kinds of illustration of how the Lord really does keep this wonderful promise. And then God promises, I love this, a harvest of righteousness as a reward for generous giving. You can read that promise embedded in the text we've referred to, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and then verses 6 through 15. There's a lot to that, but among other things, it means that your wise giving will bring a great yield of truly right living in the world. Give so that people will be discipled in the righteousness of the gospel, and then they'll begin to live righteously through faith in Jesus Christ. And this means that all of these promises and so many others will be fulfilled in them just as they are in you, and that will bring benefits to families, communities, regions, and nations. And last but not least, wise investing of your time, talents, and treasures in this life promises the best true retirement plan, treasures in heaven after the Lord retires you from this life. The Apostle Paul told Minister Timothy to counsel the rich in this age, to be generous, ready to share, storing up treasures for yourselves for the future, that future being an eternity with the Lord. Hey, let me ask you, how good is your eternal retirement plan? Does your use of your dollars make eternal sense? Remember, Sunday's the Lord's Day. Be sure to set apart time to worship the Lord in a church that's faithful to the Word of God. Remember, everyone needs a pastor. You've been listening to this week's A Visit to the Pastor's Study, a ministry of Reformation Metro New York Incorporated in the Orthodox Presbyterian Churches of Metropolitan New York and Connecticut. For more information on the program, check out our website at www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. That's www.visitthepastorsstudy.org. Listen in next week for another Visit to the Pastor's Study. Remember, everyone needs a pastor.